Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Brian Jacobs. Brian will be back with us on Monday. Johnny Hill, Brett Norsworthy with you. Final hour on this Friday afternoon leading up to Super Bowl Sunday and also on Sunday not just the Tigers here locally, but thank goodness for the AAC. It saves us on Sunday with some really good games for us to have a break from the, I think, the monotony of the very long protracted pregame show on network TV. I think it's a little much. I'll be, I'll be watching. I know a lot of people will be going downtown to the game. Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He joins us every Friday to talk Tiger basketball, and it's brought to you, presented to you by Jim's Place Grill. Over 100 years of charcoal grill steaks, over 100 years of celebrations, family time, and lasting memories. The Terrace family with their touch for our community. Recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in Collierville at the railroad tracks at Poplar and Houston Levy. Online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the E in grill. Every steak grill perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place, taste and see and feel the difference. Lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Dinner hours, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark with values and a dedication to their diners through hard work. The Terrace family, they've created that memorable dining experience we all enjoy. Lunch menu. The staples like the souffle ma, the shrimp cocktail, crab cakes, and those salad dressings that are all homemade. Only they know what goes in the recipe. Dinner, the calamari, the soups, the seafood, and the steaks that, that they're famous for. Filets, ribeyes, and strips. Great bar area. All at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Safely home from the city of brotherly love, Jason Munns. He was, you were there last night, right? Oh, yeah. I knew you were there. You got to be yep. there. You got to be there. You, you, you never know what you're going to see if you're there, do you? That's absolutely right. Um, but yeah, it was a it, it was a it was a a very nice trip. Um, I, I walked around a little bit in uh, the old city section of Philly, and uh, it was my first trip there. Um, I, I walked. I was. I mean, like I was just walking down the street, and I happened to see a sign. And, uh, uh, it caught my attention. It was like an alley. It was just kind of like an alleyway. And, um, I, I get a little bit closer and the sign says, this is the path that Benjamin Franklin walked to and from his house. Uh, about that? And, and I was just like, man, like the, just the amount of, uh, palpability, if that's a word. Like, yep. You just, can feel it. It's you like DC. Feel mm-hmm. the history. It started and, in um, Philly. Yeah, man, it was it was it was really neat to do that. Uh, uh, never had a cheesesteak before. Um, we just because we I saw thought, it on your Twitter feed. Yeah, just because I thought, like, why why would I go to Atlanta and have a cheesesteak? Why why not just wait until I go to Philly? Yeah, and uh, and and have it there and and do it the right way. Um, and so and it was good. It was very very good. And and you did. And, and Jason, I know in these times for all of us. Budgets are different than they used to be, and the allocation for for travel and everything, it it's all very different. I don't think I'm alone when I say this. We appreciate the commercial appeal and y'all's commitment to bringing us on the scene Tigers coverage. We do. Well, 
thank y'all. Thank y'all for saying that. And, and, uh, and your hard I work. It too. Because it, 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 it's hard, and I, I'm, I'm not knocking them. I'm really not. It's hard to get back or, or get past some of the budget people. It, you know, is, is a Thursday night in Philadelphia really necessary? Yeah. Yes, it is for your Raiders. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, you're absolutely right that uh, sometimes it does take a little convincing. Um, thankfully for us, uh, there hasn't been much of that at all this season. So, um, yeah, it's 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 the way it's it's the way it should be. And um, and and yeah, it was a good thing I was there. Uh, or I, I feel fortunate that I was that I was there. And and uh, it was just it was a good it was a good one to be at. It, you know. Where does it register on on the scale, like in the grand scheme of things? Like, I don't know. Is it FAU in March on the last day of the regular season? Probably not. But uh, you know, we got a chance to see some some new and different things last night with uh, Jonathan Pierre stepping up and kind of showing what he can do a little bit. Maybe uh, reintroducing himself and um, actually got a chance to catch up with Jake Elliott. Uh, uh, before the game, and uh, should have a story on that uh, next week. Is he mad he's not in the Super Bowl? I didn't, you know, I don't, I didn't even, I didn't even really bring up football outside of just a general question of like, hey, uh, are you looking forward to next year? You know, like, yeah. I didn't really know how to broach that subject because um, you know he he was he. I don't think he knew that he would be interviewed. Uh, if he went to a basketball game and, right. at Temple, um, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to, you know, go guns blazing. You want to keep but, it fun with him. That's right. Yeah, time yeah, and place. A little bit on the lighter side, but uh, but so I, I, I we didn't really get into that. But um, last night, Jason, I've said a couple times today, it felt like last night a little bit of a, of a microcosm of the season: the good, yeah. the bad, and a little bit of the indifferent. Last night, it it had it all stretches. Arguably the best the Tigers have looked all year, and then some of those stretches with the the rotations and other things and the play and the free throw shooting of of, of of what's going on here. Yeah, there was a nine minute stretch in the first half where Memphis outscored Temple thirty one to seven, um, dominant. Like that, like for nine minutes of that game, they dominated, um, and then there were there was a fifteen zero run in the second half made by Temple where they're getting whatever they want on offense, where Memphis just looks disinterested on defense. Um, obviously, you mentioned the free throw shooting. They were 11 of 25 in the second half. Memphis missed six free throws yeah. in the last minute 11 of that game. I mean, it just it's, it, 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 you're exactly right. It's, it's sort of a microcosm of the entire season in that very few times has there been, you know, like a wire-to-wire, comfortable, just in-control game for Memphis. Um, And, you know, like, you had the Wichita game where they were down pretty much the entire way. Um, You know, obviously the last eight minutes of that game, things looked really good. There was a nine-minute stretch in the first half where things looked really, really good. Uh, against Temple, and then it didn't, <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, so in that way, it absolutely was just par for the course for what Memphis has shown us so far this season. 
Uh, Jason, we have seen some ups and downs during this season, but what most impressed you about last night's victory? Um, well, I mean, you know, the nine-minute stretch was very impressive. Uh, in, in the first half that I was talking talking about a second ago, they scored 31 points in nine minutes. Um, yeah. You know, like, that's if, if you do that every nine-minute uh, stretch of a game, you're, you're talking about putting up 120 points roughly, um, every night, uh, you know, like that, 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 that's, that is, that is, I mean, not only were they scoring points, they were sharing the basketball, they were, they were getting stops on yeah. defense, they were, you know, getting a few turnovers here and there. Style points, going to really impress the, the net. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I thought we were, like, I had my, you know, my whole lead written. And then Temple got right back into it. But as far as what impressed me, um, you know, most was, you know, just just the fact that that they got uh, uh, some contributions from from an unusual suspect in Jonathan Pierre. Uh, Ten points. He was three of four from the field. All of it was from three point range. To me, if I mean, and, and I mean, we're. we're, we're are, we're genuinely we're being premature here. It's one game. We saw mm-hmm. we saw Ashton Hardaway torch Michigan, and we haven't seen him since for the most part. So we do have to, you know, have a a, a healthy uh, perspective on this. It was one game. Um, let's see what he does. Let's see what Jonathan Pierre does Sunday against Tulane. But before you know, before we say, oh, here's a legitimate, you know, seventh eighth man who can give you a nice boost off the bench. Um, but if 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 that is a sign of things to come, a guy who can come out and you know give you go on a little heater, a little mini heater um, every night, well then that's a real big shot in the arm at this point in the season for Memphis. So um, so I, yeah, I would say him, uh, Jonathan Pierre. I would say uh, Javon Quinterly after his one of one for thirteen game. Uh, from the field against Wichita State, he comes back and um, kind of goes goes nuts. I think he what did he have nineteen points? Uh, he did something like that in, in thirty nine minutes of play. Yeah, nineteen nineteen points, six assists. Uh, he was three of seven from three. Um, how many turnovers did he have? Three. He had three turnovers, six assists. Mm-hmm. Not which not ideal, but uh, but certainly you can live with it. Yeah, you can absolutely live with it. He had two steals to go along with it. So um, he was he was plus six for the game, which was uh, tied for third uh, best plus minus on the team. Actually, David Jones and Nick Jordan were uh, both plus 13 in the game. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say that was encouraging to see him bounce back um, after, a, after a really rough game against Wichita State, despite despite the, the late three-pointer that was arguably the biggest shot of the game, um, possibly the biggest shot of the season. Jason, uh, all the all the bracketology today, it's pretty grim. There's not a lot of good news no. out there. You go to Warren Nolan to strength the schedule, and I did that today, and I, and I don't I don't know if I, I want to go back anytime soon. It's at, it's at 108, and he's got his projected uh, strength of schedule around 81 or 82, if I re- recall correctly. It, all that stuff's grim. 
eight games left. We know they have they have to whole serve at home. Can I don't think can give away a single game at home, including Florida Atlantic. So it brings in the road games, and none of those are gimmies. No, um, I think, and I've talked to a few people about this. Uh, my my thought is that Memphis cannot lose to anyone else not named SMU and FAU. I think Memphis could probably take one, maybe even two. Like if if so, they got three games against FAU and SMU coming up. They got the SMU road game next weekend, and then they got the the home and away with FAU uh, a little bit later. Um, I think if they go one and two in those games and win everything else, they go six and two down the stretch and and you know lose two of those three FAU SMU games. Mm-hmm. It it I mean I still think you'd be sweating it on Selection Sunday. Better do something in Fort Worth and need, need no, to get to Sunday in Fort Worth. Exactly, I agree with you. Um, I and I still think even if you do that, you're 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 not feeling good. Oh, it's on full sweat. And, and, as soon, but, and as soon as you, if you play and lose, as you know very well, if you play and lose that championship game, you're quite literally still sweating as the bracket is being revealed. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're, they they may not even. I mean, last year they didn't even. They weren't even in the room. Um, you, you don't even it, get the orange slices yet, do you, Johnny? <laughs> no, you do not. That, that you all, do not get the orange slices or the little peanut butter. That, that jelly all crisp. great manager staffs yeah. around, right? You do not get none of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, it, it is. I, I, I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish the Americans would do I something do different. I, I but, wish all the college basketball would. Maybe, maybe Big Ten, but move it to noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us, give us a little bit of a window. Let us go. Let us have a bathroom break between uh, the last game and the selection show. Give, give let us, us, us digest it a little bit. And, and, and for 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 you guys and, and, and the ladies, everybody covering the sport, you're out there having to write about four angles. You're having to write win or yeah. lose in that championship game. Well, you are yeah. writing for. You're writing win or lose in the championship game, and you're writing in or out of the tournament. Absolutely, and and that's two years in a row I've done that. Um, yeah, like build build some suspense, like like give us some some time to build build some suspense. But uh, going back to what I was saying, I, I, you absolutely, if you are Memphis, cannot lose to anyone home or away, not named FAU and SMU, if you want to feel even remotely good about your chances, remotely even just average on selection Sunday. That's just you where gotta we are. Beat, yeah, you, you have to beat everybody not named SMU and FAU, and you have to get at least one win against those in that, in that three games with FAU and SMU, and, and probably, if we're being real, two of them. Now, part of that, in my opinion, is going to depend on where Clemson finishes, where Virginia finishes, mm-hmm. where VCU finishes, where Michigan finishes. Michigan's knocking on the door of becoming a quad two win from Memphis. Trying to help. Um, I know, and I think they're going to get there just because they're in the Big Ten. Um, like Even if they lose uh, a lot of these games, they at least keep them close. I, I think Michigan's going to end up finishing in the top 100, and that'll make that a quad two win. So all that stuff's going to help, but Memphis has to win everything against teams that aren't SMU and FAU. Has to. 
Uh, Jason, we have seen the Tiger do some bad things. Turnovers, uh, missed free throws, bad rebounding. But down the stretch, Jason, what do we really need to do to get back on track, man, and win out, man? I would say, uh, it, to me, what it boils down to is some consistency. Like, Nick Jordan talked about this last night um, when we were talking to him after the game. You know, they just they just have not, outside of maybe one or two games, put together a full, complete 40-minute performance. Sometimes that's bitten them. And they've lost. South Florida comes to mind. Um, Tulane uh, down in New Orleans sort of comes to mind. Like, yeah, they 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 beat up on Virginia. Yes, they win by 15 on the road at Missouri, which feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but, like, even the 26-point road victory where they put up 112 points at Wichita State, I think they were down at half. Or, or – if they were up, they were only up by one or two points. Is that right? Like that I don't was recall. Still a game. Hmm. That was still a game. Yeah. At halftime, um, uh, you know, last night at Temple, they're up eighteen at halftime. Turns out, it's like a seven point, you know, a thing, a thing where I think that we, um, Temple had pulled to within three with like thirty-seven seconds left. Like it was a one possession game uh, uh, with time still on the clock. So, uh, I mean, yeah, to me, that is forget about the like the minutia like don't worry about the turnovers don't worry about the like the free throws the rebounding the defense to me the most important thing is leveling out like getting rid of some of these valleys keep the peaks but get rid of the valleys like that that to me is is that's where they'll turn they they will turn a corner um, if you ask me. For Coach Hardaway, and in, in, through your years of covering him, how do you think he's handling right now? Is, is he is he tighter than normal? Is he looser than normal? Maybe he, his friends around him that might travel with the team, be around him. What, what do you think his temperature is right now? I think he's um, probably uh, a little bit more I think he's got a little bit more of a sense of urgency than he's letting on publicly. Um, that's just my, you know, I don't, I don't know that to be fact, but like, that's just my read of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think he knows exactly where they stand. I think he's probably frustrated um, based on some of the comments that he's made in the last few weeks, you know, pretty frustrated that he went out and put together a schedule that was really strong, a non-conference schedule that was really strong. So that was step one. Step two was actually, you know, making some waves, making some noise with that non-conference schedule. They did that too. All they had to do was not stub their toe in conference, but they stubbed it like three or four times. And, you know, it's, I, I got I to think that that's, you know, pretty frustrating for him. And, uh, so yeah, I mean that's like I said. I just get the sense that he's probably um, got a little bit more of a sense of urgency about him, um, you know, this season probably more than any other. Now, whether or not I can't say whether or not that's actually like affecting him mm-hmm. um, too much, one way or the other, um, in any like tangible way. But 
but yeah, that's just that's what my gut tells me is that is that this season, you know, they were number ten in the country. They were, you know, some some people had them as a two seed, uh, most as a three or four seed, and then you snap your fingers, you blink your eyes, and you look up, and it's kind of it's you're all losing gone rice. by the way. It's all gone by the wayside. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you, you've back you've slidden you've you've slid backwards mm-hmm. uh, really fast and really far, and um, so. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, winning helps. Winning winning does help, and they've won two games in a row with a chance to chance to get some revenge on Sunday. It beats the heck out of the alternative. Winning always covers up a lot. Sunday afternoon against Tulane, trying to get the split with Tulane after dropping that one in New Orleans to the Green Wave, eighty-one seventy-nine, and season swept last sweep last year for Tulane, and then the Tigers put it on them down in the AAC tournament. Jason, I forewarned you, we wanted a Super Bowl winner and score. It's your time, and it's for a big grand prize. Is it? Yeah, we, ha- we, we haven't come up with what it is, but it will be big oh. and it'll be a grand prize. It's going to be grand. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's go. Uh, I'm going to give you the score first. Okay. And then I'll give you the winner and loser. Um, my score is 41-28. Oh, you, you are a high man, no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I always uh, – I, I know that, you know, it, it – it doesn't always seem it, it never seems to work out um, for me when I pick scores, but uh, but that's what I'm going with forty one twenty eight, and uh, I'm going Chiefs over nine. Kansas City forty one twenty eight. I can't bet against. I can't bet against. Mahomes Everybody's saying the, the same thing. Will you foul and be done Sunday afternoon in time to scurry home by kickoff? Uh, probably not by kickoff, but uh, I'll see enough of it. Um, that I care to see the running backs coach for uh, uh, for the Chiefs is none other than Todd Pinkston. Yep, which great Memphis wide receiver. Fans, Memphis fans should remember him well. He mm-hmm. was a, a wonderful wide receiver uh, uh, at Southern Miss. I remember him uh, here in a Liberty Bowl, don't I? Uh, yeah, it would have been ninety eight. Adelius uh-huh. Thomas was in that game. Yeah, um, doing doing stuff. The former New New England Patriots star, Baltimore Raven guy. Um, uh, but no, Todd Pinkston uh, is is a wonderful guy. I covered him not only at Southern Miss, but also when he got into coaching at a local high school down in the Hattiesburg area uh, called Petal High School. Yeah, and uh, a Ray really Parkins. big fan. Yes, really big fan of man. This is I. I could. You're amazing. <laughs> you are Ray <laughs> Perkins, and Ray Perkins is a great guy too. He, he, um, Ray Perkins was a nice man. Yeah, he was insane. He he was the head coach at Jones County Junior College while I was still down in Hattiesburg. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't have been he couldn't have been nicer to me. And uh, but anyway, so I'm rooting for Todd Pinkston, uh, a former Philadelphia Eagle uh, wide receiver, Eagles wide receiver, um, tying it back to Philadelphia. That's good stuff. I can give you a fun fact about the Super Bowl that Ray Perkins played in and won Super Bowl five, kind of the fumble fest Colts over. The Cowboys that day, three people on the field that would later become coach at Alabama. Wide receiver Ray Parkins, who played at Alabama, later head coach, succeeded Bear Bryant. Bill Curry, starting center for the Colts, became head coach after Ray Parkins at Alabama. And defensive back coach for the Dallas Cowboys, Gene Stallings. Wow. 
Yeah, like I said, you're you're unrivaled. <laughs> Although I I do have one for you. Okay. Um, do you know who? You can put the pressure on me. Here we go, Johnny. Here we go. Do you, do you know who gave? Who hired? Who was the first person to give Bill Belichick a full time uh, coaching position in the NFL? I think it was Ray Perkins with the Giants is when he was head coach. It was. If not for Ray Perkins, there might not have been a Bill Belichick and might not have been Tom Brady. Like, that's a wormhole we could go down. But I did a story with Ray um, before one of the Super Bowls where uh, where the Patriots were playing, in, and, and we talked about that. And, and it was, uh, Belichick had been with the Colts, but basically as volunteer coach. Correct. And correct. Perkins had a lot of friends from the Colts having played for him. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah it, was the, it was the first full-time, like – real deal uh coaching gig that he had in the nfl and so well, he did okay uh, with it didn't he it could it, the nfl would look a lot different if not for ray Perkins. it would jason Munz, man we we enjoy you on friday have a great weekend and we'll be we'll be listening we'll be reading on sunday with you at the game good stuff thanks thank thanks you jason y'all. have a great weekend jason Munz with us every friday from the commercial pills presented to you by the great people at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. That's a way to start the weekend. We're going to do our picks when we come back, Johnny. We're going to go over all of our pickers. Jason is high man at 4128. Go big or go home. And he is going big. And every, seemingly, uh, there are very few 49er pickers and very even fewer unders. We'll go over those. We'll make our picks. We'll look at some of the fun prop bets. We do that and we'll have Taco Bell crunch time. 30 minutes to go on this Friday afternoon. You're listening to Sports Time. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. It's that time, Johnny. We're going to make our picks. We'll do our straight-up picks, as we have done it throughout the entire kind of NFL tournament on each game Mm -hmm. and then we'll do against the point spread as we have all year going way back to our friday football forecast picks from first national bank and trust that started for college way back on september 1st and for the nfl we did those picks for for that first weekend way back on september 8th a lot of picks through the years we'll get to those we've had our picks from everybody today and we've had our picks from all our people all week. We'll go over every one of those at some point and add ours in there as well. First, I want to start with you, Johnny. Just Well, I guess you have to give me your, your entire pick because uh, it might be straight up for Kansas City. Who's your pick for Super Bowl 58? I waited until I show to give this pick. I got the 49ers straight up. I just see them beating them. I love the Group matchup. Lock. Hey, man, come on now. How about <laughs> that? Hey, that's amazing. I just love the matchup that you talked about yesterday that nobody talking about. Travis Kelsey versus Fred Warner. Man, that that linebacker core, man, they going I feel like they just going to beat them, man. Fred Warner really going to have the task. Him and Drink Greenlaw going to have the they, task. They've got to hit Pacheco hard. They can't yeah. let him cl- if if he clears that level. Oh, uh, 
it, you can put it on the board. Yeah, because he that's, gets into the secondary. Yeah. They've even I'm talking good, clean football when I say this. If Mahomes is out there scrambling around, they gotta just put it on. Got to put a shoulder into him. We, we don't lead with with head anymore. That's good. We want to we want to keep our game. That. That's yeah. the way we got to play it. I'm fine. I want to keep football. I'll give that up, and we it's irrefutable that it's safer. Yeah, it's way safer and. Man, they just gotta make a statement. I just feel like them linebackers, they're gonna have a day. They got they, they gotta they gonna a have a day. Your score? I have it, I'll say twenty seven to to twenty. Twenty seven to twenty. Twenty seven twenty you have the the forty nine. You have the Niners winning. Group lock on, on, on the Niners plus the points. Uh, group lock on the Niners straight up. Bryant Dacus, he has the Niners winning twenty seven twenty four. You're oh, right okay. there. Okay. And as I've said, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. For the second time in Super Bowl history, on overtime and at the buzzer, San Fran wins it 23-20. But how would you like to have the under, the under 47 and a half, and it goes to overtime and each team kind of kind of splits that that, yeah. first, that first that well you, you get a both both teams get the ball. Yeah. You you get a touchdown or a field goal out of it. The other team gets the ball. Yeah. It's not sudden death at that point, and it blows the over. Oh, that's going to be tough. Now, after each team gets the ball, that's when sudden death rules apply. For instance, if the team that got it first yeah. only got three, yeah, and then the next team got they a go touchdown, down and score. <laughs> they, they they won't kick extra point. It, it would be it's game. It'd be game. If they got a field goal and tied it, then whomever scores next wins the game yeah. by however many, however many means of, of scoring rules apply. Even yeah. even a safety, man. Even like you say, even a safety. I, man, I'm looking forward to this game, man. You just got me hyped about this. Oh, man. I'm ready for it. You I, got me hyped about this game right here because I've been waiting for this. Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy. A lot of things can change, man. Will people finally start talking about Brock Purdy in a better light? He got to have a good game. Or is Patrick Mahomes on, keep on that track of chasing Brady, man? It's, 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 it's so many great storylines with this. The storylines are there. The coaching storylines oh, are there. Oh, it's very there. The tight ends that we've talked about. We've talked about the linebackers. We've talked about all the di- different players in it. And, and I, I, I love the Super Bowl. I've, I've watched and mostly can remember all of them except for Super Bowl one. I. I don't don't have any anything on that. Super Bowl two, classic family story of ours, Johnny. Something that Ooh, tell me, bro. Uh, tell me. <laughs> no younger generation can appreciate this. So we were invited to friends' house to go and watch Super Bowl two. Yes, because they had a color television. Are you All we had serious? was a black and white. And we got to go to their house and watch it on their big cabinet color TV. I it love it. Great. I <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. And, and I'm, I'm friends with the, the, these people. Uh, they had a, a son, much, much, much older than me. Really, really, he was closer to my, well, closer to my mother's age, and he was in Vietnam. Really, uh, that day, and I can remember when, when when we when we blessed the food, his mother in, in in prayer, you know, asking for his safety in Vietnam. And when I see him, I always kind of remind him. I watched Super Bowl two at your parents' house Man. while you were in Nam. He said, "I wish I would have been with y'all." 
Hey, not to get off subject, but what's the best Super Bowl that you ever witnessed? Because you said you seen right. Super Bowl two. Super Bowl two. Now that's legendary status and right he, there. That's and legendary. And that, that, that was Packers Raiders, and the Packers won. Yeah, the, the, Vince the Lombard. second one that was in Lombardi's final game. And what was odd about Super Bowl two and three? Super Bowl three was the famous Joe Namath guarantee to win the game. Oh, yeah. That really put the Super Bowl on the map. That's the only time in Super Bowl history that in back-to-back years it was in the same city. Miami for Super Bowl two, yeah. Miami for Super Bowl three. Man, that's amazing, man. But my, my favorite, I'm, I'm going to break it down a couple of different ways, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've been to five, so I'm going to go with the ones that I went to. Okay. And I saw... At least four classics. Super Bowl forty seven in New Orleans. Okay. And that was Ravens over the 49ers. That's a classic. Ray the, Lewis the, last game. Uh, Ray Lewis last game. The lights going out. Beyonce at halftime. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was great that mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And I thought on his way to legendary status, NFL yeah. status. Longest kickoff return in NFL history. With Jacoby. With, with Jacoby. Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that was 47. I didn't go to 48, so I went to 49 in Phoenix, and that was the Malcolm Butler play at the goal line, and that was right in front of me. That was the best, best media seat that I ever had that day. It was kind of right. Now, I was in a terrace level, but it was right in front of me on That's that goal line. I was looking right down that goal line. You see, So and, you see Malcolm Butler jump the pass. You, you could sit, and I'm going, why are you throwing? Why are you throwing? And he, he caught it, and, that, and intercepted the game was over. So that was 49. Super Bowl 50 was the least best of the five games I went to, but the historical aspect of it being Super Bowl 50, yeah. Peyton Manning's last game, yeah. Cam Newton MVP season yeah. for Carolina, and the game was kind of in the mud. It was a defensive game. And, and, and that day, pregame, and I had my binoculars on Peyton Manning. Was you know so glad to be there for his last game and for him to get his second. But pregame, I'm watching him, and Johnny he just had nothing left. I mean, he, he, he couldn't let one go pregame thirty yards, forty yards. Couldn't could not. And I, I'm watching. I'm going. If I'm watching this pregame, I know the Panther staff is watching it. Man, and, and that it, was one of the saddest points of seeing Payne. Cause like, it, it like was, it was I grew up, I grew up watching yeah. Payne, and it's like that's sad it, to see a it, legend go out like it, that. It was sad to see, and and what was interesting about that day, post game, when people would ask him about coming back next year, he was leaving the door a little bit open, mm. and the media around his 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 mother, people were asking Olivia Manning, what about next year, and firmly. No, no punches pulled. This is his last game. Yeah, he has played his last. And you know they were concerned about you know injury and quality of life going forward. So then Super Bowl Fifty One, and it was my favorite. And I'd been calling my overtime for years, and I finally got it. You know, the Falcons up 28-3, they blow the lead. That's a legendary game. And Tom Brady comes back and wins in overtime. And then Super Bowl 52, my fifth and final game representing this radio station, and an honor so much for me to dream of watching Super Bowl two on yeah. a color TV to someday being at, at five different ones. I, 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 just, I have been just so very blessed. To be in Minneapolis that day for the Eagles to beat Tom Brady. So I saw Brady win a couple. I saw him lose one of the three that he lost. Man, that's that's amazing, man. Now, all that said, the two Eli Manning Super Bowls over Tom Brady, I was a nervous wreck at my house watching those games and loving it and pulling so hard 
for him and knew how important that the second one really was because this time next year will be the first time he's up for Hall of Fame induction. Oh, man. And I don't think he would have a prayer of getting in without adding that second one. That second Super Bowl, he needed that second, second MVP, one. and everybody knew it too. Kind of, you know, in in, in the old Miss world, and and you know, loving Archie and loving that family, they knew what two would do and how it would separate him. I really thought he would fill in more playoff success on the back of the football card after that day, but they were just horribly operated by Jerry Reese and and, and the front office, and they didn't add a lot. Uh, with him for the for the future, and so. he was an Iron Man too, Brett. He was an Iron Man for the longest the, nineteen it, years, man, or, or sixteen years. Yeah, how he lost lost that Iron Man status, and they just put Daniel Jones in, and it was well, it didn't go over well. It didn't go over well. <laughs> then they end up putting him back in. That didn't go over well either. <laughs> so they they wasted they wasted his time. Uh, they they did. I thought a lot of his years. Now I I, I will definitely definitely recognize that both of the Giants wins were very much defensive wins. They were. That first one, what what Justin Tuck and OCU Manure, what, that, what they did to Brady and to the Patriots, you could argue Tuck could have been MVP of both of those that, that Eli won. But when you got the ball in your hand and you got to go on that drive to win that game, we just know the MVP world is going to the quarterbacks. Yes, it is, man. And the thing is, Eli made moments in Super Bowls, like like in history. So he he had those moments. So so that makes the biggest thing, and also going into a Super Bowl MVP and a hall of, and a Hall of Famer, man. That household and, and we'll is legendary. See, and man. we'll see. I, I I think he goes in. I know he goes in at some point. It might be. Uh, a delayed entry. It, it will he may be, not go yeah. in next year. Man, if if he get if he becomes a first ballot, I will be shocked. But I, he, like you said, he gonna have a he gonna have a statue in Ken. He gonna be in Ken. I, I, I think so, especially someday. So here here's all our picks this week: David Cobb, Kansas City; Shelby Mass, Kansas City; Michael Cole, Kansas City; Dave Woloshin, Kansas City; Brent Beard, Kansas City; Blake Lovell, Kansas City. Bo Marchant, San Francisco. Kevin Sweeney, San Francisco. Pat Smith, Kansas City. Keith Smith, Kansas City. Greg Gaston, Kansas City. Alan Bell, Ty Richardson today, both Kansas City. Bruce Marshall, San Francisco. Brian, Brett, and Johnny, all San Francisco. Group lock. You mean to sing now? If you're going to San Francisco, <laughs> wear the flowers in your hair, and I'll quit singing because I don't want people to have wrecks in rush hour traffic. <laughs> oh, <I> like- <laughs> <laughs> One time I was singing on the show with Dave, and he goes, so all the all your money your parents gave you for singing lessons, you just pocketed it, right? <laughs> I guess I did. That's that's our picks. We got a group lock, and it will be fun on Sunday afternoon for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. But I am really glad we've got a diversion with sports with AAC games on Sunday to give us something. I've, I've said it many times on this show. Said it earlier in this week. There was a time that, especially CBS, when they had the Super Bowl, yeah. they would roll out early college basketball game 
kind of into their golf coverage yeah. and then into their Super Bowl coverage, mm. and, and yeah. you, you you don't you don't get that as much from the college basketball anymore. Man, no, you don't. Man, I'll, it's I'll watch some different. of the Phoenix Open on Sunday. How much the Phoenix Open are you watching? You got to get ready for golf picks, hey, Johnny. Hey, hey, got to start studying. I've been uh, paying attention to you know we got a golf show on Sports Fifty Six. I, 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 I produce yeah. I produce the golf show, That's so a good I show. yeah, it really is. So I've been I've been preparing, but I've been preparing. I'm trying to I'm trying to see. See some more things. I'm learning more, so I'm I'm prepared, man. I Brian, can't wait for the go- Brian, golf. I will warn you. We take the golf picks really serious. <laughs> Maybe too. Hey, I, hey, I, I'm here for it. I'm here for the golf picks. <laughs> but, but that's all of our picks for today, and we've done a lot of picks this year. I'll have the full wrap up on Monday where the scoreboard stands. But when we come back, we wrap up this Friday afternoon with Taco Bell Crunch Time. We are real sports talk. Sports fifty six WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. This is pretty cool, and we're just getting started, so... You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bold food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, I'm going to start it off, make my, you know, debut. So, Brett, what I have learned, what I did learn, well, I'm going to say what I learned yesterday. I learned that Joe Flacco, he did become comeback player of the year. And one of the most amazing things, he was on his couch. And if I'm not mistaken, he also was doing some teaching and some more stuff. And that's just amazing to see what he did from literally coming off his couch to helping the Browns make a playoff run. He, he won that comeback player over DeMar Hamlin. Look, DeMar Hamlin's the comeback player of the universe forever and yeah, ever and ever. yeah. From what he came back from, I, I had a little issue with uh, Kevin Stefanski winning the Coach of the Year over D'Amico Ryan's. I thought D'Amico I had Ryan a, should. I had won a it. huge problem with that, and I was glad that Will Anderson, first Alabama defensive player to be defensive Coach of the Year since D'Amico Ryan's, yep. and only the third ever with Derek Thomas. What I learned today, and it, it was last night as well, 
one of the strongest, most impressive public sports people I think I've ever seen, Vanessa Bryant, the widow of Lakers legend Kobe Bryant. The ceremony for the unveiling of the first of, of three statues, it was really it was really moving for the late yeah, great Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, late February of his last season, I'm so glad now that I went to FedEx Forum to watch him play last time through Memphis. He was five of four. I looked this up at Basketball Ref. He was five of 14 from the field, one of two free throws, 13 points that night for the legend yeah. in his last trip through Memphis. Man, that's amazing, man. The impact that he had on just the culture of basketball and, and personally, like my generation and your generation, it's amazing, man. What I have, what I could have learned, like what I could have done without was the criticism from the Kobe Bryant statue. A lot of fans, they didn't like it saying, man, why did, why did this the image or why is this? And and I liked her response to that and I can't repeat it. Yep. I liked her response too. First word was tough and the second one starts with S. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. The thing of the matter of the fact is that Kobe wanted that. She said it and, um, it's not your place, man. It, just respect the wishes, man. Enjoy the game, man, because that we will never see a player like Kobe Bryant again. He, he he was quite something. I remember his dad, Jelly Bean Joe Bryant, oh, with he, the Philadelphia 76ers out of LaSalle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it, Brent. Yeah. I love it, Brent. Brent throwing facts. I, I, I could have I done without Antonio Gates being left out last night. I mean, what's he going to do over the next year that gets him in next year that he didn't get in this year for? He was, he was one of the top five tight ends of all time. If they make him, if they made him wait, they're sure going to make his quarterback mostly for the, his career in Phillip uh, Rivers. Phillip Rivers, he's going to wait. Uh, 116. Uh, touchdowns for Antonio Gates, almost 12,000 yards. He'll be in next year, but why make him wait? Man, one thing you can't can deny is his greatness, man. Now, and, now and the, I, the Hall of Fame will say we can't put in 15 or 20 people a year or the ceremony would take a for, week to yeah. have. We got a week. Have it. <laughs> Me too, man. I, I love it, man. Um, what are you beaming to? Oh, you know where I'm beaming at, Brett. I'm beaming to the biggest game of the Vegas, year. Vegas, baby. <laughs> the, the, the Super Bowl, man. I'm, be- I'm beaming to the Super Bowl, man. Allegiant Stadium, Super Bowl, L-V-I-I-I. Debo Samuel must be big. San Fran pass rush needs to be great. San Francisco trying to get to 40 postseason wins and 6-2 and two in Super Bowls. Kansas City trying to get their 24th postseason win and 4-2 and two all-time in Super Bowls. We'll watch it all this weekend, including Kentucky and Gonzaga. I like that for a change of pace. And I like that Sunday we got the AAC to watch games leading into Super Bowl 58. Super Bowl 58 coverage will start right here on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock from Westwood 1 all the way to kickoff and all the way to a late post game. That'll be a lot of fun. Want to thank Alan Bell, Bruce Marshall, and J- and Ty Richardson and Jason Munns for joining us today. Bryant Dacus will be back with us Monday. We were glad he was able to be off. Thank you, Johnny. For Johnny Hill, I'm Brett Norsworthy. Everybody have a safe, great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.